This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Um, Isaiah McKenzie, I have him. No, I had Jacoby Myers actually before Isaiah McKenzie at number five. He's available in like 40 to 50% of leagues, not available in a lot of leagues, but he should be the highest priority wide receiver if he is available. Um, in the games he he played, you know, 38% target share in each of his last two games <laughs> with two different quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got it done. So, you know, make sure you prioritize Jacoby Myers. Um he, I went up against Jacoby Myers this week, and I was like, <laughs> you know, Bailey Zappi, what is he going to yeah. do with Jacoby Myers? But, you know, high target share earners do high target share earner things. And <laughs> uh, it is what it is. Jacoby Myers kicked my ass. Still won, but, you know, didn't feel good. And Jacoby yeah, Myers, you know. you know, he's the wide receiver 39 or something like that. He's He do, he doesn't look good as a total point score player, but he's averaging 17 points a game in PPR. And this is a guy that nobody was drafting. I think we were talking about him over the offseason that he wasn't going, he wasn't being drafted or he's being drafted in like the 14th, 15th, 16th round. Um, yep. So Jacoby Myers, you know, I we we kind of talked about, I know I talked about a little bit, that Jacoby Myers, you know, he's, even though the Patriots aren't a very pass-heavy offense and their ceiling's a little bit limited, that he could be a guy that could have high target share. He's technically the wide receiver one there. Um, yeah. And he's showing, yes. you know, he's on the field. He's solid. There's no reason I don't think to bench him you know i think he's a really nice flex play um and wide receiver two in a pinch Isaiah mckenzie at number six he seemed close to returning last week with a concussion um you know couldn't quite make it out of the protocol in time my assumption that he's back this week and he becomes the full-time slot for josh allen after jameson crowder broke his ankle um i do have a khalil shakir on the next slide at number 20 as a speculative ad you know in case he has earned some some of that share. Uh, but, you know, Shakir did end up running almost all of his routes from the slot in McKenzie's absence. So he's like a direct handcuff to McKenzie at this point. I really liked what I saw out of Shakir last week. Um, and, you know, if he could potentially, you know, kind of, you know, day to time kind of improve his thing, maybe we see Shakir sharing that load a little bit later in the year. Uh, but, you know, speculative ad just to see, hey, like maybe he ends up getting 30% of the routes this week um, and, you know, splitting with, McKenzie, but either way, McKenzie is the clear ad if he's available uh, from that offense. Right, and you just have to remember that Isaiah McKenzie was getting, you know, more targets than Khalil Shakir and Gabe Davis when he was on the field. So yep. this is, I think, Gabe Davis kind of benefited from that. Obviously, Gabe Davis's uh, targets were much different in nature than Isaiah McKenzie's are going to be. Um, but definitely, having no Isaiah McKenzie gave um, Josh Allen a little bit more time to find Gabe Davis. Um, Gabe Davis was definitely the beneficiary of Isaiah McKenzie being out. I, I I think his production will come back to earth, definitely. And we could be looking at another quiet week for Gabe Davis if Isaiah McKenzie plays. We got Michael Gallup at number seven here. The Cowboys didn't have to throw it a ton on Sunday with their defense taking care of business. Uh, but Gallup did receive a 33% target share. Uh, he probably has more upside than McKenzie as a player. 
Um, he never really like put it all together as a consistent fantasy player, but like you know, we saw those games, we saw those boom games that he's had. Uh, but he does have a chance to do that this year uh, as the cleared number two behind C.D. Lamb. And then on top of that, you have Dalton Schultz banged up. He has a PCL injury. He not he might not be the same this year. Right. So, uh, and Dalton Schultz is honestly he's just the guy. Like he's not this like extremely talented tight end. Uh, but the Cowboys do like him for whatever reason. Um, so, <laughs> I think Gallup. You know, if he's available on your waiver wire, he's somebody that I would prioritize. I think he'll be fine right now with Cooper Rush. Uh, but it, there's a chance that Dak is back this week, right? There's a chance. Um, he's reportedly a long shot. Um, he has to take significant strides was the term that they said for him to play this week. I wouldn't count on Dak being back this week, but I think next week is very realistic if, okay. if Dak, for Dak to come back. I think you can add him now anyway, just like you could have added him last week and the week before. Um, you know, you just have to, whenever Dak gets back, his ceiling will be much higher because they'll be able to throw the ball again. They're not asking Cooper Rush to throw the ball at all because, you know, the defense is just taking care of business. But um, once Dak is back, the offense will have a higher ceiling. They'll be able to run a normal um, offense, a much more balanced offense. It's been the run game so far this season. So Michael Gallup will have upside. 100%. Uh, Rondell Moore, he's at number eight. He was back in the slot this week with AJ Green back in the lineup. Uh, He received a 21% target share. One more week without DeAndre Hopkins for the Cardinals. So we'll see what that target share looks like after that. There is a chance it doesn't completely vanish since he'll be on the field um, for every play out of the slot, even with Hopkins back. But we'll see. Um, you, but at least you have this one week, one more week of being of him being a solid, you know, PPR wide receiver three flex option. And, and yeah. you know, hopefully if you have him, you, you would want that to continue. Uh, but, you know, we'll, it's kind of a wait and see when Hopkins does come back. Yeah, I, I like Rondell Moore. He, I don't think he's going to be phased out completely, you know, even when DeAndre Hopkins does come back. But um, it's going to be, you know, I think his boom games, if you want to call them boom games, his higher production games are going to be more few and far between than they would be without him. And that, and that's just, you know, that makes sense. But um, there's plenty of pass catchers on the Cardinals offense. So it's going to be um, very distributed, I think, with Kyler Murray throwing the ball. The offense overall will be better. So I think Rondell Moore might have better touchdown upside. But um, with that touchdown upside comes less security in his floor. Now, Taysom Hill, he had like, what, four touchdowns? <laughs> yeah, past four week. total touchdowns. Uh, to- total touchdowns. Uh, he is a short-term ad. You know, we don't know how long this is going to last, but if you don't have a reliable tight end, if he's available, you got to pick him up, just start him. You know, I'd rather just shoot for the upside, but understand yeah. I might end up with a zero, right? Um, but I, at the end of the day, like, I'd rather start, you know him over these low some of these low end tight ends who's gonna who are gonna give you like four or five points anyway like who cares you know yeah. um so you know we're probably gonna have another week of Taysom Hill with the tight end designation because you know if ESPN or any other platform are gonna change it like they have to change it today like you know right before before waivers and they're gonna have to make that announcement like pretty soon uh mm-hmm. because people are gonna be putting in their waiver claims if they don't make it today that means that they can't make it for the rest of the week so uh, if if he is a tight end, like going into waivers tonight, then that means that he, you're going to have him at tight end this week. Um, so, yeah. So just look out for that. It's possible that, that it happens because of where he was playing uh, in terms of his snaps. He was playing a lot of quarterback snaps. He was playing a lot of running back snaps. And he only had like three snaps uh, on, on like as in line or as a receiver this week. Or maybe yeah. he had, yeah, just a couple. So, so yeah, just keep, keep an eye on that. Yeah, Taysom Hill finds his value because he's a tight end right now. You know, if he moves, he might not 
be a very good play. But at tight end, like I said, there's nobody, it seems like this season, that's going to produce for you um, on a consistent basis outside of Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. Um, Pretty much. So Taysom Hill, you know, if you want to shoot upside, he is a lightning strike player. Um, if you get a lightning strike, awesome. If you don't, you know, you're kind of screwed. But you might be better off just shooting for that upside, like you said. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think Mike Boone's still worth a pickup. He he's still available in most leagues. Um, yeah. he looked better than Melvin Gordon at times during that game last week. He was the primary passing down back for the Broncos. If Gordon fumbles again, or if he's not effective, it's possible Boone can take more work away from him. Um, he only played eleven less snaps than Gordon. He only ran two less routes than him. He saw ten opportunities uh, last week in that first game without Javante. There's a little bit of standalone value here, like in deep leagues. Uh, but he's mostly just a stash, you know, for a week or two, just to kind of see how this backfield ends up shaping out. Um, I have Latavius Murray here somewhere on the next slide as well. Um, so, you know, he's also a perspective ad just in case to see like, hey, like, you know, was he did, did they only add him for depth? Did they add him to potentially compete with Boone and Gordon? Um, you know, if Gordon ends up does fumble, you know, if he does end up fumbling at some point again uh, the, for the fifth or sixth time. Latavius Murray, he's like the opposite of that. Like he never fumbles. So yeah. that's probably why they brought him on. And do they want to kind of have him compete on, you know, on early downs? Who knows? It's possible. So he's a prospective ad as well. But I do prefer Boone if both these guys are available. Yeah, I, I like Mike Boone. You know, his, like I said, when you watch him run, he seems a little bit more explosive than Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon can run, but he does have that fumbling issue. It didn't really come up last week. So, like you said, we'll see what happens. Um, I think. They're, both of their ceilings are capped. These guys, I think, are flex plays at best. I, we had Melvin Gordon maybe as an RB2 last week, even though it was low end, I think it was. Uh, I, I see Melvin Gordon as a flex play because the offense is just bad. <laughs> you know, This is the type of production we we're expecting from Seahawks running backs. And um, we're getting that <laughs> from Russell Wilson in Denver. Um, the offense has just been bad. This is like this is the offense we expect to see in Seattle. And now we're seeing it in Denver. Uh, it's, it's weird to say, but at this point, I think it's fair. Um, the upside is severely limited right now in Denver for any fantasy player. It's true. It's true. Unless, unless, unless someone has a three down, you know, every down type of role, yeah. uh, in which case, you know, and we'll get to Jalen Warren too, in the next slide, uh, we're, we're going to go to 11 through 20 now. Uh, Alec, where is Jalen Warren? Oh, there he is. 13. 13. Yep. Okay. I was about to say, I was looking for yellow and I, I saw black. That's, that's fine. Yeah. Um, Alec Pierce. Um, I have him here at number 11. He has quietly put up some good games over the past three weeks. Three yeah. for 61 in week three, four for 80 in week four, and then eight for 81 on nine targets last week. His targets went up every single week over the past three weeks. Pittman is obviously the guy there, um, who, by the way, I feel like Pittman is a little bit, he's being slept on right now. Like he had a really tough matchup last week. They double teamed the shit out of him. And I, I don't think this is what we're going to see moving forward. Uh, but he's a, he's, a, he's a little bit of a buy low for me. We'll talk about him tomorrow. But yeah. Pierce is looking like the clear number two. In the past game, uh, Matt Ryan, he had to pass the ball 37 times or more. 
in four or four of five games so far this year. So there's some opportunity there. If he can carve out some target share, you know, from those 37 attempts per like that, he's slinging out. Um, there, there is some upside here and he could potentially, uh, you know, be in that wide receiver three conversation. And I think that's fair. We talked about, you know, how outside of Michael Pittman, who was Matt Ryan going to throw to? We kind of identified Alec Pierce as someone that might be able to step up and take that role. It looks like he's starting to do that. You know, he's earning the trust slowly of Matt Ryan. Obviously, in this offense, it's not going to be, you know, perfect, awesome upside. But he has a role now. He's no longer being like phased out. He's no longer situational. Um, I think that he's going to be a pretty good fantasy contributor moving forward behind Michael Pittman. And we saw him outscore Michael Pittman last week. Um, I don't think that's going to be a, a regular occurrence. I think that Alec Pierce is going to be working behind Michael Pittman in most cases and producing behind him. But he definitely has value because outside now of Michael Pittman, there's Alec Pierce. And outside of that, there's not so much. So now there's two targets, two viable targets for Matt Ryan in the Colts offense. And that could that only spells good things for the offense as a whole. Hopefully they can get it together. I see this comment in the chat from Isaac and Isaac. I'm sorry that I'm laughing right now. I don't mean to, but he just said he started Leonard Fournette, Brees Hall, and Travis Kelsey. And he lost by 15, 157.5 to 172. That's brutal, dude. That, that guy, sucks. The other guy must have had Gabe Davis. Probably, <laughs> probably had Gabe Davis. Who who else went off this Josh week? Josh Jacobs, probably. Geno Smith, Josh Jacobs. Oh man, oh brutal. Um, that sucks, dude. You know, it's like. You know, when you guys go off, you you hope to get that W, but sometimes you just get unlucky, man. Oh, man, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got Zay Jones here at number 12. Uh, you know, he came back from injury. You know, he didn't have a big game, and, you know, some might be wondering why I have him this high, but he did see another big target number game uh, this week. Christian Kirk didn't. Um, it was Marvin Jones first, Evan Ingram second, and then Zay Jones. So the only constant here is Zay Jones, right? Like Evan Ingram is not going to get those type of targets every week. Marvin Jones isn't either. Yeah. Um. So you know, I think feel like those two were just blips in the radar. Jones has now seen eight plus targets in three of his four games. Um. So he can be a flex play if you need it through the buys. Uh, I don't want to look at this. This is a just a complete off game for this Jaguars offense, especially the mm-hmm. passing offense. Um. I don't look at this game, this bad game from Zay Jones, uh, and and I, I don't. I just kind of chalk it up to it being a bad game. I think he's going to continue to get his targets. And, um, you know, he was kind of banged up coming into the game. So I think moving forward, I think he'll be kind of a mainstay on this offense potentially. So uh, if you have him, if you picked him up a couple weeks ago uh, after his big game, I wouldn't necessarily drop him. And if you need wide receiver help right now uh, with all these buys coming up, I think Zay Jones can potentially help you. Yeah, I think that's fair. And we've been talking about Zay Jones as, you know, just a high target share earner um, in the Jaguars offense. And we talked about yesterday, too, how, you know, Trevor Lawrence, the issues with the Jags offense these past two weeks start and end with Trevor Lawrence. Um, as If Trevor Lawrence could get together and play like he did the first two weeks, we're looking at um, the offense will be perfectly fine. But until he corrects those issues, you know, it's going to be it's going to be rough sailing for these receivers moving forward. But Christian Kirk has kind of disappeared these past two weeks. And Zay Jones also has disappeared. Whether that also That's a combination of his injury and then just a bad week this week. But it's Trevor Lawrence that's going to be um, determining whether these guys produce or not. Trevor Lawrence has not played well. They've just lost to a winless Houston team. Um, I want to see if they get this on track. Uh, I'm not so comfortable starting any Jaguars receivers until they do right now. Um, Maybe Christian Kirk because of his upside. Zay Jones, like you said, he could be a flex if you really need to. But I, I only have him in my lineup if I'm desperate. 
Yeah, I'm definitely starting Christian Kirk. I'm still going to start him as like a you know wide receiver two um, right now. I, I think he'll he'll get it together. Yeah. Um, I think he just they had an off day and he had an off day as well. Uh, he he didn't get the targets. I, I think that's an anomaly. I think it'll it'll correct itself. 